At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back here, Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM, Dave Ross, alongside Wes Reynolds. We're getting to the second wave of college football games today. Saw a lot of interesting finals earlier. Sorry about your alma mater. Mm-hmm. Indiana did go down to Michigan State as Sparty stays unbeaten. But right now, speaking of the Big Ten, Purdue, Perdon't, says Iowa. Because mm-hmm. right now, they're marching it, and the Boilers got a third and goal. And it looks like they got a potential touchdown on the board in Iowa, six nothing PAT pending. You like the Boilers? We thought the number started at twelve, came down to eleven. Seemed a little fishy. Nobody trusts Iowa, and on the early going, we're seeing why. Nice drive for Purdue. Aiden O'Connell, six yard touchdown run. Extra point going to be pending. So currently six nothing Purdue. But look, I felt Purdue could move the ball on these guys. And by the way, the turnover margin that we've talked about with Iowa throughout the season because they've been living right, being plus fifteen turnover margin. They're minus one today. Spencer Petras did throw an interception on the first drive for the Hawkeyes. So Purdue, double-digit dog, trying to go up 7 nothing here, and they do. So, look, kind of thought this right? was a little bit of a danger. It's very early, obviously. Only but still. Three, you know, first quarter, 12 minutes gone, but well, danger spot. In a game, you don't expect a lot of points. That's the point, right? When we, we see these totals at 42-and-a-half and 44-and-a-half, we saw with Georgia and, and Kentucky, and right now, by the way, that game is still scoreless about midway mm-hmm. through the first quarter. So Kentucky, on the early going between the hedges, is hanging with Georgia. That's why these these early scores are of note, because in games that we do not expect to be shootouts, points could be at a premium. So a great start for Purdue. 
And again, if you're somebody like me that's rooting for chaos in college football, mm-hmm. right, where I just want to see what could possibly become of an undefeated Wake Forest or if Oklahoma State can, can make a claim, if they start running things, they win Bedlam against Oklahoma in a couple weeks, or, again, Texas A&M, two-loss Texas A&M, potentially with these great wins, certainly the one they had against Alabama earlier. If some of these schools, maybe we're not, it's not died in that we know exactly what's going to happen, how this is going to shake out for the college football playoff. That's why these games are so important here mid-October, just as important as we're going to see next month in November. Yeah, no question about it, obviously. Uh, Now we've got number one and number two underway, as you mentioned. A couple final scores I do want to get in. Uh, We had, uh, obviously, Ben's segment with Mike Peranio down at the Mandalay Bay, which we have every Sunday, or every Saturday, rather, during that time. Uh, uh, Our our program director, uh, alma mater, John Goulet, they have now won a football game up there in Storrs, Connecticut. What? UConn does hold on to beat Yale. 21 to 15 in an all state of Connecticut. It does count for UConn when you haven't won a game. So now UConn goes to one and seven. Tulsa, by the way, rallies to beat South Florida. South Florida gets inside the number 32 to 31. So a nice win for the Golden Hurricane on the road. And those are your final scores. And UVA all over Duke in a game that, that is, is never now final. 45 48 to 48, 48 to nothing. And uh, David Cutcliffe, you got to wonder, he's Whoa. got a couple, I think two years left on his deal. He is over 65 now. Wonder if they let him fill out his contract or maybe they make a change down there in Durham. There's obviously a lot of change yeah, in the Mike athletic Krzyzewski, department down right? in Durham. Being Coach K's uh, swan song, his uh, farewell tour, if you will, before John Shire takes over. We'll keep a watchful eye on those games that certainly have not only college football playoff importance, but we'll try to get you all those updated, uh, adjusted odds as the games change. Let's start about uh, talk about some games that have not kicked off as of yet. Let's talk about Alabama. Because, again, again, now you you come off the bad loss, at least in Alabama's eyes, to Jimbo Fisher in Texas A&M. You go on the road to uh, Starkville, take on Mississippi State here, and you're you're always going to lay a significant number with Alabama. I don't care how many losses they have. 17 is the number you got to lay on the road. They don't need – like, it's different for me when I look at a Cincinnati and I handicap a Cincinnati because they need style points, right? Bama doesn't need style points. They just need wins. Mm -hmm. If they win – they're going to be in the college football playoff. They went out the rest of the way. That AM loss doesn't hurt them at all, maybe just in seeding, if you will. But really, for all intents and purposes, that loss does not hurt them as long as they don't lose again. Right. So with that in mind, what type of effort do you expect to see from Nick Saban and company? You would expect a very good one, and I know our guest uh, in the second hour, uh, Jeff Jarrett, the WWE Hall of Famer, he liked Alabama as the road favorite in this spot, and he brought up a good point about Nick Saban uh, – Old Nick, when he goes off a loss, oh, usually boy. pretty darn good. He's 16-2 and two straight up as the Alabama head coach, uh, winning average about 17.5 points, which is what the line is. And interestingly enough, in this game, 10-8 and eight against the spread. And that's still a pretty darn good spread yeah. record because you know Alabama's always priced to the moon. It's not like you're ever getting a generous price with these guys. Last five times off a loss, Crimson tied 5-0, and oh, winning by an average of about 25 a game, and also 5-0 and oh ATS. Now, you do get Mississippi State and Mike Leach guys off a bye. They're only two and three against the number. They're a little bit better than what they were last year because last year you know how disorganized that offense was because they were running that air raid system. Mike Leach, look, he's going to adjust. He's not going to adjust the system to the personnel. He's going to adjust the personnel to the system. That's right. He didn't have the personnel to run that. So uh, Alabama did shut out Mississippi State 41 to nothing. That's the only shutout loss 
Mike Leach has ever had at Texas Tech, Washington State, really wherever he has been. So, uh, look, uh, I, I, I do. I would lean Alabama here, laying it on the road. Mississippi State, I do think, is a better team, having you know maybe at least some of his personnel mm-hmm. to kind of run that air raid system, but. Uh, if you look at, at the spreads on these games, both these teams did play at Texas A&M in their last game. Alabama was minus 18.5 last Saturday night in College Station. Oh. Mississippi State was plus 7. So before those results, that would say Alabama was 25.5 on a neutral field when you adjust the difference for that. So, you know, now Mississippi State gets adjusted up a little bit for winning, then Alabama down, but still... That's a seven and over a seven and a half, eight point adjustment in just one, two weeks. Wow. I think if you over adjust those power ratings too much, if you make your own power ratings or maybe whoever you follow that does make power ratings, I think when you over adjust, that actually gives value. So this is like a rare spot and it's still 17 here at BetMGM. This is probably a rare spot where the Crimson Tide actually has a little value. And, and that sounds absurd. No, okay, you're laying 17 on the road, for God's sakes, no, and it's Alabama. They don't lose that game to Texas A&M. This line's 24. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Maybe it comes down a little bit, gets bet down to 22, 23. Yeah. But I think you're, you're, you're spot on there. And again, you're trying to find value. That's what you do when you handicap, unless I think you just found it. If there's ever a spot that it feels like Alabama's undervalued. It might be today coming off that loss. And again, only, we say only, 17 half. Let's see how it plays out. But I do think right there, it shows you how you can find value, which is hard to find if you're backing Alabama football. Yeah, because we look and we have talked about a couple scenarios already today where it's like, does a team have a hangover effect? And that's why maybe you could, I would be a little lukewarm in terms of laying 17, even though I think that's the right play from a number standpoint. Alabama next week will get Tennessee coming into Tuscaloosa, and then they get LSU first weekend in November after a bye week. But Alabama's just not one of those teams that it's like, oh, God, they're looking ahead. You know, there's been oh. so many times I'm thinking, oh, they're looking ahead, they're looking ahead, and then, they go, and then they go truck somebody. Right. So it would be uh, roll tide or nothing for me. Yeah, hey, I always feel bad for those Dasani and Coke bottles when uh, Nick Saban gives a press conference after the loss. They're rare, but when they mm-hmm. do, those things normally get swatted around a little bit. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Ole Miss, and again, let's stay in the Double J uh, Jeff Jarrett uh, train here because we, when we had him on, he, of course, is a Tennessee alum, and he loves the spot that his balls are in against Ole Miss in the return of Lane Kiffin to Knoxville. It's going to be a supercharged atmosphere. So Rocky Top's going to have 100,000, and they're going to have that orange out there, and it's going to be interesting to watch. But are you backing them financially, catching the two at home? Yeah, now it looks like a little bit lower than that. This was three during the week. I've seen a fair amount of Tennessee love. Now, plus one at BetMGM. There's wow. even some pick out there. So the balls have gotten believers. Some optimism, of course, uh, Jeff Jarrett, being a, a Tennessee volunteer fan, born and raised in Hendersonville, Tennessee. I think he's living in Nashville now. But, look, we were talking about this. You know, I love that he used the wrestling terminology, baby face and heel. He knew he knew who he was talking yeah, to right did. in my wheelhouse, you know. But Lane Kiffin coming back to the uh, volunteer state, this is, uh, you know, this is Andy Kaufman coming to fight Jerry Lawler in it the is. Mid-South Coliseum. In Memphis, Tennessee. So uh be interesting to see what reception Lane gets. But Oh, it won't be good. I, I can't argue with what Jeff said in terms of going with the over. I damn sure don't want the under. No. And I know this has moved up four points because this opened up 78. And usually if I get a total that high, 
I'm initially going to always look to the under and see if I can make a case for it. But I think Tennessee, if you look why there's some optimism, I think Josh Heupel in his first year figured out very early on, my better quarterback is Hendon Hooker, the Virginia Tech transfer. Because they went with Joe Milton, the Michigan transfer, early on. He had gotten hurt, but he wasn't really great when he first started out either. So, you know, now you've got Hendon Hooker. Both these teams, in terms of yards per play margin, are very high in the top 25. This is the highest total, by the way, I had read earlier in the week in the history of Southeastern Conference football. Wow. Here's I, your, my only thing, Wes, about this, and I hear you, and I hear Double J, Jeff Jarrett, and it was great having on the program here. My only concern is Lane loves this stuff. Lane eats it up. What do you say about how it gets popcorn ready and all that, mm-hmm. and then he got, gets blown out, and what's he say last week when he wins? Now you can finally go get your popcorn. Like, he lives... For these moments of being he the does, heel. He does not mind wearing the black he hat. He wants to be the heel. You know, right? and, and he used to wear the black hat as the coach of the Raiders. We'll see if he'll be that again, by the way. I hear <laughs> they have an opening oh, over yeah. there at Allegiant Stadium for yes. next season. But nevertheless, I digress. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, Ole Miss does. They seem like maybe, to your point, that they're like a year ahead of Tennessee in terms of getting that program back on track. Because keep in mind, Heupel's first year yep. down there in Knoxville, 4-2. and two, very solid. They look like they're making progress. I can't go with the under. It's over or nothing, or maybe wait for an end game, see if it starts out slow in like the first five to ten minutes and there's no score, and then jump in and maybe the high 70s. When we come back, Wes, we've got a Heisman hopeful, potential long shot that's in action right now, and I wonder if I can tempt you with some long odds. Come on back. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. 
But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is betting across America right here on Visa and Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. Later on uh, in this hour, Scott Seidenberg, the host of The Look Ahead, is going to join us to talk all things college football. In the final hour for us today, Dave Miller is going to join us, uh, does a great job as a college football analyst for Field Level Media, talking Heisman Trophy. And I want to pick up on that discussion right now with you, Wes, because there is a quarterback in action as we speak, and if we really feel like this thing is really up in the air, and potentially we don't know how these waters, how they're going to clear, and who emerges from them to win this Heisman Trophy. Can I interest you in Kenny Pickett at 35-1? to 1? Now, before you say, well, what? Pittsburgh quarterback not named Dan Marino in this conversation? Mm-hmm. Look at the numbers. 19-1, to 1, and then the old TD to Look at the QBR over 90. I believe that's better than Matt Corral's. So again, you look at a team, and I know it's the ACC. So they're going to say the level of competition is not as good as those SEC quarterbacks and Bryce Young and Matt Corral that we're, we're always talking about here. Could he slip in the back door here if Pittsburgh keeps winning? And right now they're winning at Blacksburg against the Hokies. What do you make of this number? Yeah, and uh, you look at what Kenny Pickett has done this year, 19. And actually, I believe that's now 20 because I think he's thrown a touchdown already today. 19-1 to TD to interception ratio, 1,731 yards. He is a fifth-year senior. And that's always been over the years, and that's why we were talking about that with Coach Bowden earlier. Yeah. You know, Pittsburgh's always been defense, defense, defense. That's what Pat Narduzzi is. He was a longtime assistant at Michigan State under Mark D'Antonio, always a defensive guy, and Pittsburgh was kind of like, you know, stuck in the mud offensively. But you look at what they're doing. Uh, Mark Whipple uh, is now the offensive coordinator in his third year, was last the head coach at UMass. You look at what Pittsburgh is doing. I know the competition is a little bit soft. Like UMass, 51-7 to at Tennessee. That is a good win, Great though, 41-34. Lost at home to Western Michigan, 44-41. to 77-7 over an FCS-ranked New Hampshire team. And then 52-21 to at Georgia Tech. Pittsburgh's gone over the total, I believe, in all of their games <laughs> this year. Pittsburgh used to be a dead under team yeah. because I would play them a ton in the second half in terms of, like, unders. And it would get there at least seven or eight times out of ten, seemingly for me. But not so much anymore. This is a this is a faster paced offense that's obviously throwing it through the air. Pittsburgh number one in scoring offense in this country. Pittsburgh. That that is just that is amazing to me. Right. And look, they got the money too. I think this opened pick'em Sunday afternoon, oh and this got bet all the way up. What was the closer on this Pittsburgh six, Virginia Tech? I think it got it all the way up to six. So yeah. think about that. Yeah, because I understand the move, but it's like, okay, if a line moves five, six points, I'm not going to play it. I'm either going to play the other side or I'm going to stay away. And what I ended up doing is staying away here. Like, I understand why it came against Virginia Tech because they had Notre Dame beat. 
Hangover found a way to lose. Hangover and it's like, how do you get, how do you get over that? And look, Pittsburgh to the over that has been uh, so far a good bet, but just seven nothing after the first quarter. So about to get started. Second fifteen minutes in Blacksburg. Is it is it a throwaway? Am I throwing away money if I if I put anything down on Pickett at thirty five to one? Do we think he's well, got a viable option? When you weigh it out though, the way you just did, and that this is the top scoring offense in the country, and he's the the trigger man for that offense. Okay. We just go off that because that's going to be Matt Corral's case, mm-hmm. right? Matt Corral's case is going to be the same as Kenny Pickett's, but Kenny Pickett's been doing it better than Matt Corral. The Here. only difference is some will say the level of competition. Here is the problem with Kenny Pickett, though. You do not have, even though you have named teams, I'm looking at this schedule. Let's assume they get by Virginia Tech and Blacksburg today. Okay. You don't have a ranked team for the remainder of your season currently on the schedule. You get Clemson coming in. All of a sudden, this Clemson team's not ranked anymore. Mm. You get Miami, you get Duke, North Carolina, Virginia, and Syracuse. I mean, not awful teams necessarily, no. but nobody's really great no. in there. It's not like if you're a Matt Corral or a Bryce Young where you're going to get two or three more ranked teams in the SEC still to have those big like primetime showcase games that all the media is watching that all of the social media, the Twitter world is watching. So Pittsburgh kind of gets ignored a little they bit. Do. They're kind of like those secondary games. So that's why I can't really get with Kenny Pickett, even though the numbers say, well, hell yes, with, with them. They're number one in scoring offense in all of FBS. But they just they don't have that marquee game on their schedule. And that's what I think. You know, maybe Kenny Pickett's ceiling is a finalist. Look, Pete Butak uh, in the first hour said, who is a Heisman voter, said, Desmond Ritter's ceiling is probably being a finalist. And Desmond Ritter's team is in playoff contention mm-hmm. right now. Numbers are good enough. I mean, they're not spectacular like a Pickett or maybe a Corral or a Bryce Young can be. But certainly he is in better position just because they're in a playoff team. And even though they don't have those signature games. But if they're still undefeated, Cincinnati, even if they're playing Navy or East Carolina or some of the lower teams in the American Athletic Conference, what are they going to do? People are going to start to pay attention because it's undefeated Cincinnati. And if they come out in those CFP rankings here soon in the top four, the national eyes are going to be on them. And I'm not sure they're going to be on the Pitt Panthers. If I can't interest you in that at 35 to 1, let me give you another long shot at 35 to 1. Travion Henderson. And you look at his numbers so far rushing the football, pretty darn good. I don't know that they're as good as, as uh, B. John Robinson at Texas, and that's why I really like uh, Robinson, even though they are now a three-loss Texas team. But you look here, and you've got nine touchdowns already. You've already got over 600 yards uh, on the ground. You're averaging almost nine yards carry, 35-1. to one. Expect them to really get it cranked up here as a team in the second half of the season. Can I interest you in the Ohio State running back? Here's the issue with Henderson now. You have so many weapons on that team. You have Garrett Wilson. You have Chris Olave. You have Master Teague, who is now Trevion Henderson. I think he's kind of taken that number one job, yeah. even though they kind of split the carries. But Trevion Henderson is the home run hitter in that Buckeye offense. But you've got so many guys that just that uh, C.J. Stroud, I almost said Justin Fields, that <laughs> C.J. Stroud has to spread the ball around. Not only can Stroud call his own number on runs, but they can just throw it everywhere, and that's what that's what you worry about with Henderson, and that's even what you worry about with Stroud at a much shorter price at eight to one. Yeah, is that you have so many weapons, and you know spreading the ball around, and it's like 
everybody's going to look at, well, look, Ryan Day, they've got five stars out, yeah, out, the, out the Turkish there in Columbus. Right. So, you know, what, what are they going to do? So that's why I worry that he'll get a little bit punished. But Travion Henderson, certainly, I think in terms of running backs, though, now that we've seen Bijan Robinson and Texas lose again, even though Bijan Robinson, you know, now he's still at 14 to one. I don't think they've drifted these prices upwards yet, but Kenny Walker didn't do much against Indiana nope. today, but nevertheless, Michigan State found a way to get the win. So Henderson maybe of those running backs because he can get the most explosive plays in that offense. And because Ohio State is going to probably stay in that top several in the country for the rest of the season. They're going to get high-profile games. They're going to get Penn State, Michigan State, and Michigan. So those are three teams that came in today ranked in the top 10 and are going to stay that way. So, yeah, maybe I'm, maybe I'm talking myself into Henderson, <laughs> but boy... I see what you're doing there. You try. We're trying to get there again. You you got to make a case against it before you can make a case for it. So no whenever question. you do this, you got to play devil's advocate. It's like, right. okay, why is this at this number? How can I get to a lower number? What am I going to need? So that's my worry with Henderson is just there's so many weapons on that Buckeye offense. I, I'm kind of with you in there. We tried to workshop through it, but I, I think at 35 to one, it feels like both those guys. It might be really longer shots than that. Although I kind of like picking a little bit here. I'm with you. The level of competition just doesn't look good enough to eventually cash that potential ticket. Okay, let's talk about some stuff going on right now in-game and a developing situation in Iowa because uh, the Hawkeyes had a first and goal, and then on third and goal, uh, it looked like they had a pick six going the other way, but the defensive back dropped the football for Purdue. So Iowa will settle for the chippy field goal. And they'll miss the chippy field goal. And they'll miss the chippy field goal. So still 7 nothing. The number two team in the country is behind at home in the second quarter. And oh, by the way, between the hedges, they're going to the second quarter. They're scoreless. Mm -hmm. Georgia is down uh, in Kentucky territory, but we're paying attention to the number one team in the country and the number two team in the country. And in the second quarter of both of those games, we have a knotted up score of zip, and we got a, the number two team trailing by seven. That is surprising. And if my chaos theory is to be held and it's going to work, these are the type of things that you want to have happen. Now, look at the over-under now. Down to 35 and a half. I believe pre-flop, we were at 44 and a half. Mm -hmm. So we're already down nine points off that original pre-flop number. And got minus 18 and a half right now. And then also back to Iowa City. Iowa Hawkeyes, minus two and a half, minus a dollar 30, 35 and a half in terms of the over-under. And I did mention about Purdue. I was like, oh, that wasn't the starting quarterback. Purdue's used three quarterbacks what? here in the first quarter in different three. formations in terms of running. O'Connell, the primary guy, but they've used Jack Plummer. They've used Austin Burton, the UCLA transfer. And so far, so good. Look, uh, Purdue trying to pull out all the stops here. And so far, it's working 7 nothing. just about five minutes gone in the second quarter. But now I only have to lay two and a half if I want to take Iowa. And I don't have to lay the 11? Would you consider that at this point if you're an Iowa backer? I would perhaps consider it on a middle, and now it's up to three and a half because Purdue is going to have third and long. I, will, I liked it better at two and a half. When we yeah, come back, Scott, <laughs> Scott Seidenberg is going to join us. Of course, he is the host of the Look Ahead Weeknights right here on VEASAN. Come on back. It is the Sports Betting Network.
This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money, and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Back here betting across America, I am Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. And very quickly, what's going on in Iowa? We got kickers that just can't kick. Yeah, Purdue had an opportunity to go up 10 nothing there. Shanks at wide right, 32 yards. Ooh. But by the way, we do have some injury news. Uh, we know Iowa was without Riley Moss, who has like four interceptions this year, had a couple pick sixes against Indiana in the opener. He was already out. Now mm-hmm. Matt Hankins out for the Iowa Hawkeyes. So David Bell, the premier Purdue ride receiver, and probably is going to play in the National Football League, yeah. much like his mate Rondale Moore for the Arizona Cardinals, should have a field day. And he had a 60-yard pass down the sidelines, got caught there before he reached the end zone. Iowa was able to hold him to a three-point attempt. That was, of course, no good. So now 7 nothing Purdue over Iowa in the end game. Iowa minus 2.5, 34.5 the current total. Back to that 2.5 number that maybe I would jump on if I'm a Hawkeye backer. But again, they missed a chippy yeah. as well. And, so. and, and it's a middle opportunity if you have Purdue yeah. like I do at plus 12. You know, three to eleven, a, Iowa win. That's a big size middle. That's a smart betting strategy, and that's why you should listen to West because it gives you opportunities to make money potentially, and at least not lose money if you want to try to go for that middle opportunity. Uh, Scott Seidenberg does that weeknights here at Veasan, gives out great information to the people. Check him out on the Look Ahead, one to four a.m. Eastern time. Scott, I always have to get that. I got to make sure of that because I'm time zone challenged now. You know, growing up in the East Coast, moving to the Midwest, and now I'm out here on the uh, Pacific Coast. So. I think I got those times right, Scott. Great to have you back in the program here today. Let's talk a little bit about what we're watching between the hedges right now with Kentucky and Georgia. Georgia just got on the board here for a 7 nothing lead here. But, you know, for a while, first quarter, scoreless first quarter, what would you make? Because Kentucky was not getting a whole lot of respect here, uh, certainly not from the bookmakers. Well, and the line did drop significantly. So you saw people putting money in on Kentucky because it opened up north of 23 and it went off closer to 21. Uh, I got it in at 23. And the reason why I love Kentucky in this spot, guys, is because it was simply a math equation. The total in this game was 44 and a half. Mm. And yes, it was going to be low scoring, but the implied result was a 34-10 Georgia win. And that would cover the spread of 23. It would also hit the under. I just don't think that's going to happen because I don't think Georgia scores 30 in this game. Kentucky has not allowed any opponent this season to score 30 points. So I'm just banking on Georgia to be underneath 30. And as long as Kentucky can get into the end zone, which is a very tall task against this Georgia defense, just get into the end zone one time, please lose the game 28 to seven, you know, do something like that. Just get kick two field goals. Just get me some type of points and don't get shut out. The worst case scenario would be if this game turns out to be like the Arkansas game and Georgia just wins, you know, 27, nothing. And that's what worried me, Scott, and why I ended up staying out of it. I did not want to lay the big number with Georgia, but this just struck me. If I did, I leaned to Georgia in the spot, but it was like, you know, this could be 21 nothing or 24 nothing late in the game. Georgia has it under control. 
Kentucky gets a garbage score in the end, and your ticket is a winner. <laughs> so that's what you're worried about here in Kentucky right now, up against it against this Georgia West, defense. I live on garbage time. Please, <laughs> I want that to happen. Uh, no, it's a great point, though. And I think, Scott, just using that mathematical equation there of trying to figure out how in the world if it's projected to be so low scoring, which it will be, and so far that trend is continuing, 7 nothing here, about 13 minutes to go with Kentucky having the football, it makes sense uh, with your rationale and certainly hopping on. And again, the live in-game is now back to your pre-flop number of 23 and a half. So it's back to where you got it uh, before it was moved down to about 21 and a half uh, earlier uh, this week. Let's talk a little bit about Boston College uh, taking on NC State in the ACC today. And I know you've got a play that you like here. What do you like? Yeah, I think the wrong team's favorite, guys. You know, Boston College is just in the right spot here. This is a team that should be 5-0 and coming off a win against Clemson. Uh, we all know what happened there as my plus 500 money line ticket on Boston College did not come through after the bad snap at the 11-yard line <laughs> cost them the game at the end because they were going to score a touchdown. Uh, you know, they were going to score a touchdown on that drive and win the game. So, uh, you know, let's just say I'm still not over it. But anyway, <laughs> Boston College comes into this game, and you want to talk about spots, right? As a home underdog, there's no one better than Boston College. 9-1-1. One, and one against the spread in their last uh, 11 games as a home conference underdog. I just don't get why, uh, you know, people are still thinking that this team is, uh, is, is the same, you know, Boston College pushover. That's not the case. They are very, very talented, even with the loss to Phil Dracovic at quarterback. So just the numbers are there for them. The numbers in this series benefit them. They're 3-0-1 against the spread in the last four against NC State. I mentioned the home record of 9-1-1 against the spread as a conference home dog. They are 6-1 against the spread in conference games after their bye week, which is what they come in here on rest after their bye week after losing to Clemson. So all the numbers just point to uh, BC being the right side of this game. Yeah, I tend to agree with that, too. I like that rationale. I was thinking the same thing. But then again, don't turn your back on the Wolfpack, Scott. So never forget that because we had, you know, Jeff Jarrett in wrestling all the time today here. <laughs> I'm betting across America. Hey, I do want to ask you very quickly, and this is kind of a broader conversation, Scott, that I like to have with you. Uh, and Wes and I have been having it a lot today. You saw Cincinnati put up and, and get an easy win today against UCF. They're the third best team, according to the AP right now, in college football. Iowa right now is stri- struggling mightily. They're down 7 nothing to Purdue, uh, so we'll see if that can hold here. Oklahoma, quiet is kept. Fourth in the country. I say fourth in the country. If you've watched Oklahoma play, and I know, Wes, you have a lot this year, you're so unimpressed by what you've seen from Boomer Sooner. What do you make of them? Because Okie State now, Bedlam's going to get much more interesting now that Oklahoma State knocked off Texas today. Who is Oklahoma in your estimation, and are they – one of the best four teams in college football. What's going to be crazy is if Bedlam is just a preview of the Big 12 title game and they have to play each other two weeks in a row, uh, which would be absolutely ridiculous if you, if you can imagine that. Wow. Uh, who is Oklahoma? Well, who is Oklahoma is going to depend on who's that quarterback for Oklahoma. And, yeah, I do think that there's a little bit of a controversy at, at our hands. You know, Spencer Rattler was the preseason Heisman favorite, and everybody was talking him up about he was going to be the next Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray and, and, and lead this team and Jalen Hurts and lead this team. Well, he's not. Caleb Williams looked really, really good last mm-hmm. week against Texas. And there's a lot of people that are close to this Oklahoma team that have talked about Caleb Williams and especially his running ability as the dynamic that has been missing from this Oklahoma offense, the dynamic that they've had 
in several years past with a quarterback that is able to create with his legs. And Spencer Rattler has not done that this season. So Caleb Williams might be the guy to open up the offense for this Sooner team. And if he's the quarterback moving forward, and today will tell a lot, and if they're impressive against, the, you know, Gary Patterson always has his teams ready to play on defense. If they're impressive today, you know, this could be, last week could have been the spark that Oklahoma needs to just roll through the rest of their schedule. I still have them collectively as one of the top teams in the country because when they play at their best, there's very few teams that are as good, if not better, than them. Scott, I'm with you on that logic on Oklahoma because sometimes it takes that one game, and right. that's what it's going to be. And maybe this is like, okay, Oklahoma got a big win. They ended up covering a spread by hook or by crook. We take them any way we can get them, <laughs> as I did last week with the Sooners. But 13-and-a-half tonight. Uh, we don't know yet. A starter has not really been announced in Norman. Max Duggan, the TCU quarterback, battling an injury. He is listed as questionable, so... Is this one, Scott, where you're kind of waiting and seeing, where you're not maybe jumping in yet on Oklahoma? Yeah, no, I'd wait, and I'd wait to see, obviously, who's going to be a quarterback, and then this could be a live in-game spot, uh, especially, if, especially if they go down early. Um, it could be a live in-game spot because they've shown the ability to come from behind this year. If it's Caleb Williams, I'm fully confident that they cover this spread. If it's Rattler, uh, I'm going to have to wait and see. All right, Scott, i got a couple more minutes left with you here. I want to talk about Cincinnati here, and it's a team I think we have discussed in weeks past. I don't want to say that their resume is done, but essentially their resume is done. They're going to house people every week like they did today against UCF, and at the end of the year, they're going to be undefeated. Is, there, is it good enough right now on merit to say they're one of the best four teams in the country and they deserve to be in the college football playoff? Not yet but they are the biggest Georgia fans in the country right now because Georgia has to beat Alabama in the SEC title game. And that's going to be the path that Cincinnati needs to get in. No two loss team has ever made the college football playoff guys. It's amazing. So I don't care how Alabama looks the rest of their season. If they lose to Georgia, they are out. But if they beat Georgia, you're putting both Georgia and Alabama into the college football playoff. So right now, Cincinnati is best friends with the Bulldogs. That's amazing. Again, we've talked about it, Scott. We've been talking about it today. Pathways, even from like two loss Texas A&M, potentially be that first school to ever do it. And I know it sounds crazy, but you're right. Undefeated Cincinnati, it might not be good enough. Even though they're number three, they can house people and win by 40. At the end of the day, they're going to go, we'll take one loss Alabama and one loss Georgia if that's the way it plays out, according to Scott. Scott, appreciate the time, my friend. I always enjoy catching up with you. On the look ahead, weeknights right here on VEASAN. Enjoy the games, buddy. Take it easy, guys. Thank you. Much more uh, right here on Betting Across America, including Iowa on the board against Purdue. Got some interesting games to update you on when you come back right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought 
in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Discover what winning feels like at BetMGM. It's the best time to sign up because they're giving new customers a shot at a very easy 100 bucks. Register using the code VSIN100 and win $100 in free bets when you place a $1 money long wager on any college football game and either team simply scores a touchdown no matter what your gridiron game is. BetMGM is always ready for all the action. Enjoy parlay selection builders, daily promotions, boosted ad specials, and much, much more. Download the app or go to BetMGM at BetMGM.com and use the code VSIN100 to win $100 when you bet $1 on any college football game and either team simply scores a touchdown. Only at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, new customer offer, paid and free bets. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Back here, betting across America. I am Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. And Wes, we got a tie in Iowa. Hawkeyes have come back to tie that one up at seven. I would have hopped in at two and a half to play your middle scenario. We'll see how that plays out. And Uga, it's getting ugly for Kentucky between the hedges, 14 nothing Georgia. Yeah, this is not a team that you want to play from behind or get no. too far behind against. And to our point, Kentucky, by the way, you know, averaging about two yards a play, essentially, oh. and that's not going to get it done. Georgia, 184 to 47 in yards edge. Uh, Uga now up 14 to nothing. Georgia, 24 and a half now Ooh. in the end game at BetMGM, 42 and a half on the total. Let's go back out to Mandalay Bay with Ben Falks. He's been standing by doing a great job as he does for us each and every Saturday here betting across America. And I'm curious, Ben, because out there we've been watching this Iowa-Purdue game here, and it got off on a bad foot here for Iowa, but they've tied it up at seven. What type of action are you seeing out there on this game? 
Yeah, I'd say uh, a majority of fans definitely betting Iowa. So been been kind of quiet so far. I think at BetMGM Books, they had around 70% of the bets, 70% of the money on Iowa, laying that big number. Uh, I'd say probably the biggest cheer so far has been for the Boston Red Sox, hitting that grand slam. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely some Red Sox fans here in the book. But uh, Purdue and Iowa is on the big screen, so that's the one people are keeping an eye on so far. Red Sox took the money, by the way. Went down to minus 105 at BetMGM. Good start off of Taco for J.D. Martinez, as it is now 4-0 Red Sox, bottom of the first. And meanwhile, Purdue on the other side of the field. Nice pass play down there for the Boilermakers. So I hope at Mandalay Bay it stays quiet with these Iowa backers because I am on the Boilermakers although I did do that middle shot. It's going to be loud at Rocky Top tonight for Tennessee and Ole Miss. And I wonder, Ben, what type of money are you seeing come in here? Because this is like, well, we got a heel game with Lane Kiffin coming back to Knoxville. Yeah, this is a fascinating one, right? We've obviously touched on the ridiculously high total, uh, which has come down a little bit, I think, to about 82, 82 and a half here. But some movement on the spread and talking to Mike, he said they took some sharp money on Tennessee plus three to Tennessee plus one here. And also a big bet uh, at Borgata, New Jersey, a bet MGM property, $120,000 on Tennessee. Make sure I get this right. Tennessee plus two. Oh. So big money on Tennessee and also some sharp money on Tennessee. That's uh, laying, I think, right now Mississippi minus one pretty much across the board. I'm just curious, and, and Ben, I've got some more questions for you here, but when you hear that with Ben's point about taking Tennessee plus two, why not just take a money line? Not that that many games are going to fall within that one-point balance. Yeah. But at, you, at this point, too, when it's going through a key number, because this was three early right? in the week, uh, you know, that would probably be what I would do or wait for an end game when you've lost value. You don't want to chase bad numbers or make it a habit of doing that. So that's why I'm staying out until maybe the end game. I okay. can't really argue with the move on the total. But, uh, Ben, I got to ask you, Alabama lost last week, now 5-1. and one. Line is 17. It's pretty much stayed there all week, Ben. Are we getting, like, kind of a split with pro bettors taking Mississippi State? Because we know the casual bettors are going to bet Alabama every week, especially in the first half. Yeah, Wes, I think seeing a bit of a split here, this was, again, talking to Mike uh, and some other bookmakers here at Mandalay Bay, they have a 16-to-1 ticket count on Alabama. So that's pretty absurd, a 6-to-1 money uh, advantage, basically, for Bama. So six times more money bet on Alabama here. Everyone, I think the public jumping on the narrative, right? Uh, Alabama losing, they're going to come out. Obviously, Nick Saban off a loss doesn't happen very often. They know kind of what they need to do the rest of the season. I think we've seen this tick up a little bit uh, to 17 and a half at some places. But I think you're probably going to see the professionals take that 17 and a half. That's a big number, uh, even in college football. But the public is certainly all over Alabama here, as they usually are. But I think especially this week coming off a loss. And I'm sure that first half, uh, Alabama, those backers will be out as well, we're mm. seeing them with Georgia right now with our director, Jeremy Wingle. Very happy seeing Georgia potentially covering that first half number 14 nothing right now. Ben, great stuff out there at Mandalay Bay. We'll check up with you before this show is over. But I did mention it. Uh, Kentucky really struggling to move the football. Uh, it's 14 nothing Georgia right now. 7-all Purdue, though. They are in scoring territory against Iowa as we keep uh, a look at those in-game odds as they change. And also right now, Baylor up 17-7 on BYU as we see the second uh, wave of after be a big win for Baylor. Remember, that was the unranked favorite right. against the ranked team. Baylor minus 9.5, 53.5. Uh, that's why Co- we go back to Coach O, who even though he got a big win today over Florida, 49-42, 
when you don't have Joe Brady, when you don't have Dave Aranda, no. Dave Aranda is doing a great job down there in Waco. And it almost seems like with Baylor, you know, Art Browse got it going. We know the reason why it went sideways down there. We don't need to go into that. They took a step back. Matt Rule right. got him going. And now Dave Aranda seems to be getting them going. Uh, this team is 5-1. and one. Baylor pulling off. If they beat BYU, they are going to be ranked. And maybe uh, kind of one of those teams that could trip up Oklahoma down the stretch late in the season in the Big 12. And I talk about the hangover effect in a lot of games uh, that we see across the country. And I thought today would be a spot for Virginia Tech. The way they got their hearts ripped out against Notre Dame a week ago. And we saw that line move. Maybe the most significant one we saw all week from zero to six for Pittsburgh. Right now... The public was backing that, and maybe the Sharps, too, for a reason, because Pittsburgh's all over Virginia Tech, 14-0 right now in Blacksburg. So we'll see how that game plays out. But the total now, uh, just not getting a lot of points here so far, 45-and-a-half. It's down to in the live-adjusted odds. What do you make of that number here for a team as explosive as Pittsburgh? Are you worried that Virginia Tech is just dead in the water? Yeah, Pittsburgh's been getting it done with a short passing game, though. Just 13-20 for 90 yards for Kenny Pickett, but they've been able to run the ball, and obviously we know Narduzzi usually has a pretty solid defense. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because they've been scoring more, the defensive numbers have not been as good this year, but only 75 yards for Virginia Tech. That was one of those games, too, where there was big-time movement, and it was like, okay, I'm late to the party. I didn't get the first move that moved right away on Sunday Boy. afternoon on Pickham with uh, with uh, uh, Pittsburgh, rather. But this did go up to like six. It's like, I can't follow that either. Uh, boy, uh, poor Will Levis just got buried in this Kentucky-Georgia game, the Kentucky quarterback. Oh, boy. Uh, man, that's a defense. Boy, that, that'll scare you playing these guys. Again, they've given up on average 5.5 points per game so far to start off the season. And so far, Kentucky's got the big old goose egg. So we'll see how that one progresses. And one other score I didn't want to get your thoughts on very quickly, and it is that kind of clunker ACC game between two schools that potentially could be good. Neither one has been very good, but North Carolina has been pretty good so far today. No D.R. King, of course, from Miami. 28-10 to 10 here now, North Carolina all over the hurricane. Yeah, Sam Howell, two touchdowns, has thrown one pick. Ty Chandler to the Tennessee transfer. Nine carries, 84 yards, two touchdowns, now 28 to 10. Miami uh, running the risk of getting run out by the Tar Heels two years in a row. Uh, Look, Manny Diaz, uh, there is starting to be some, okay, was this the right guy down here at the U? And look, the the U has been, because they're one of the great historic programs in college football, but you got a stadium that's 45 minutes away from Coral Gables down there in Miami. And it just, it, it seems like Miami is almost like past its prime. It needs some energy. It's not getting it today. I don't even think if the Eric King was playing, they'd be in this game right now. 28 to 10 heels, 6-12 left to go in the second quarter. To your point about Manny Diaz, if people remember, he had accepted the Temple head coaching job. Yeah. He went, did the press conference for Temple, and then the next day quit and took the head coaching job in Miami. And at the time, if you want to go back in time, People are lauding that move. Mm-hmm. This is the right guy, defensive coordinator, turnover chain. The U is back. My question, I guess, Wes, is if he can't, and they thought this was a home run hire, mm-hmm. that we had to steal him away from Temple. Temple. Who can do it? I mean, who can put Miami back in the – because, look, college football is better when the U is good. When Notre, whether you like them or not. Notre Dame, when, they're, when SC is better. When these marquee schools are better. And they've been flat out awful, and they're getting trucked again today. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, look, Miami, they just haven't been able to get it right. I mean, look, Mark Rick went down there, and Coach Rick, obviously, 
battling an illness right yep. now. We wish him well, but they haven't been able to get it done really since it was uh was the name Larry Coker. Ironically enough, was oh, the they national wait championship. To get rid of Larry no, Coker, right? no, it's like he's not good enough to coach here. Not and, in uh, Miami. You know, Miami just. Uh, I mean, it's like they're just another program, and I lived wow. that with Indiana basketball when it was an elite program, and it's like, when you become just another program, when you have such a tradition, that is the most disheartening thing. It's good to just be bad all the time or be good all the time. You never want to be good and then get mediocre. All I'm going to say is Florida State's down to Coach Prime might be just saying, throwing no, that out there. Oh, really? We're going down that road? Just saying, we need some juice down there in the state of Florida. We got plenty of juice left here on VEASAN. We're back with more Betting Across America on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote getting ready to take on spring Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.